This is Dr. Rob Harder with the Nonprofit Leadership Podcast, making your world better. What does it take to be an effective nonprofit leader today? What are the biggest challenges? What are the biggest obstacles? How should nonprofits fundraise in an economy that is constantly changing? All of these reasons combined led me to start this show. And it's my hope that through this series, people can learn not only what it takes to be an effective nonprofit organization, but to hear from effective leaders who are successfully making a positive impact in their communities. We hope you enjoy the show as together we hear how they are making their world better. Well, some things are just better together. Peanut butter and jelly, peanut butter and chocolate. Thank you, Reese's. Campfire and s'mores. Macaroni and cheese. Am I speaking your language yet? Well, what about nonprofits? Not really. Is together really better? Well, for two of our country's largest nonprofits, the answer is yes. Big Brothers and Big Sisters of America just announced a new collaborative partnership with the Girl Scouts of the USA to help young women create lasting and meaningful relationships. And here with me to talk about this new collaborative partnership is Artis Stevens, the first black CEO of Big Brothers Big Sisters, and Judith Batty, who has served as interim CEO of the Girl Scouts and was also the first black CEO of the Girl Scouts. You don't want to miss the insights they share on today's show. You know, I also want to give a shout out to Christine O'Connor for her endorsement of our show. And, And she actually sent me a quick note. And here's what she said. This podcast is a must listen for anyone interested in the nuts and bolts of nonprofit work or the big picture impact of the social sector. Christine, I love your words. Thank you so much for that shout out. Love it. So if you're listening to this show and you really love it and you found it helpful, send me a review or or give the show a rating on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you listen to this show. All right, enough of the intro. Now on to the show. Well, this is very newsworthy. Big Brothers Big Sisters of America just announced a new partnership with Girl Scouts of America to help young women create a lasting and meaningful relationship with their big, little troop leader or fellow Girl Scout. Now, these are two huge nonprofits who've decided together is better. And here to talk to me about this new collaborative partnership is Artis Stevens, the first black CEO of Big Brothers Big Sisters, and Judith Batty, who has served as the interim CEO of the Girl Scouts. And by the way, I want to announce that just recently, within the last week, I understand that, Judith, you have handed the baton of leadership to Sophia Chang, who's the new CEO. So I'm glad to have both of you on the show today. Thank you. It's good to be here. Great to have you on the show. Well, you're both committed to empowering our youth by providing guidance and mentorship for our future generations. So I thought, let's let's talk about this partnership. I think this is really fascinating. You both work for organizations that have great branding. Everyone knows both your organizations, and now you're working together. Talk about why you did this partnership, and why did both your organizations choose to go about it this way? So it's been a long slog with covid And um, both of our organizations were trying to expand our reach. We're both, we've both been around a long time, over a hundred years. You know, we have great programming. Big Brothers Big Sisters has, you know, great mentorship. We have great programming for girls. And together, we just can reach more girls. And that's the idea behind the partnership. Our programming is great for all girls, and this is another avenue for us to reach more girls. And it's another avenue for Big Brothers Big Sisters to use our programming. You know, it helps with recruitment, I'm sure, of Big Sisters because they have something to rely on. 
we'll see how it works. It's it's been good so far. Oh, well done. That's great. Artist, what would you add to that? Yeah, I, I think Judith uh, spoke to it so so eloquently. You know, when when I think about this partnership, and I remember when Judith and I first had conversations, it was one about shared values, right? Our, our commitment to young people, and particularly young people who are needing us most right now. You know, our lens of equity and ensuring that we are creating more equity, and particularly when it comes to young girls in this country, and the power of being able to do that, and also just looking at understanding that no organization can do it alone. Right. We always talk about this idea, and this is sort of at the model and at the heart and the spirit of Big Brothers, Big Sisters, this idea that it takes a village. Right. It really takes a village to raise a child. And we believe in the idea that no one organization, no one person can take on the big challenges that our country's facing, that young people are facing. It really takes all of us to truly empower. And you think about the resources, the equity, the expertise that our two organizations, you're talking about combined 200 plus years. Right of all the experience and all the expertise that we have to truly be able to empower and the scale, which I think is critically important, knowing that we have scale. And what we're doing is we're learning. We're going to learn. We're going to grow together. We're going to build and develop something. And it's going to be a model that we hope not only that we can use, but hopefully a model that others can learn from and scale in other ways across this country. No, there's no doubt you're, in a sense, two superpower nonprofits coming together and that collective experience and that collective sense of all the resources you've gathered over the last 200 years, as you said, collectively, really does set you up for great success. And let me just spell out for my listeners a couple of things and the details of this partnership. As I understand it, the local Big Brothers Big Sisters agencies and then corresponding Girl Scout councils will actually partner to recruit and enroll matches of Big Sisters for volunteers and Little Sisters. The match that will have full access to education-based tools and guidance throughout the entire school year in order to allow girls to gain important skills through the Girl Scout experience. I think this is really, really cool. So logistically, let's talk about how this is going to work. You know, I do have a lot of people on my show that talk about the very specifics of leadership and how this really plays out day in and day out. I mean, this has got to be a massive undertaking with all of your various chapters and councils with lots of details and logistics to make this happen. So how have you gone about implementing this plan? Yeah, what I'll say, one of the things that that we've learned over time, and I'm sure Judith will speak to this uh, as well, is the idea of when you're trying to build something at scale, you're trying to build something with the level of impact that we want, we want to do it right. And we want to do it thoroughly and we want to have intention. And and very importantly, we want to be sustainable. And one of the things that we talked about very early on with with our incredible teams and people on the ground who who were doing the work is Make sure that you learn, you test, you understand, and then you move to the process of scaling. So we're starting with pallets in 14 markets across the country. That's going to help us to truly learn and engage. And here's what the beauty of those pallets, right? What I love about this partnership, when I mentioned earlier about shared values, is that it's organic, right? A lot of these partnerships are already going. So what we're doing is we're aggregating and, and taking a lot of what the momentum was and then resourcing it, right? putting much more structure to it, thinking about how we can drive shared outcomes and really think about the aggregation of consistency and how we build the partnership so that the partnership can have the type of frame that can be modified, easily scalable, but also be customized for local communities and how they're supporting and serving young people. Then I think what's really critically important about what we also learned is that it can't be a partnership where it just feels from a national office that we're sharing with our local folks. 
It has to be one where best practices and what the sharing is, is happening between peer to peer. So the other beauty of this is how we develop those best practices, how the people who are actually implementing the program on the ground become also advocates and communicators to how the program is truly distributed, contents developed, uh, and ultimately adopted in other markets as well. One of the beauties of this pilot is we are also testing different delivery models. So different councils are, are, are doing it differently. There are some councils where the big and the little sign up through Girl Scouts and do the, the program themselves, just, just the two of them. So the big has access to our programming, our materials, and our, all of our stuff is online so they can download it. And there's guides on how to work with girls with the programming. There are other councils where they're forming troops with their bigs and their littles. And so they have more of a troop model, which is our traditional model. And then there are also some councils who are actually doing it with paid staff. So we're testing all of that. We're trying to see what works, what doesn't work, what scale, what we can scale, what we cannot scale, how it impacts the girls. I mean, the biggest, the, the, the key is going to be, you know, how the girls learn and what the impact is on the girls. And also how easy it is for the volunteers to participate in the program because, you know, that is also very important. We don't want to make it difficult for the volunteers. So the beauty of this partnership and the beauty of this particular year piloting these three delivery models, we get to learn a lot and go forward from there. Well, I really like how you sounds like you're kind of custom making it for each council and each community. They can kind of tweak it a little bit and make it appropriate to their, you know, specific area and to their skill set, I'm sure, as leaders. And now going back then into this idea of culture and purpose and how we align the two, you know, it's obviously so critical that any nonprofit organization can align the purpose and the culture together. Now here you've got two major organizations coming together. Uh, Has, or maybe I'll ask this way, how has this new collaboration sharpened your purpose and enhanced your culture? Or potentially has this collaboration, you know, it's still early, I realize, but has it bifurcated perhaps as your purpose and perhaps negatively impacted your culture and all? So maybe talk about how that's come together. What have been some of the challenges that you've had to address as you've tried to bring this partnership together? One of the beauties of this particular partnership and these two organizations is basically we have similar cultures. You know, Big Brothers Big Sister is is one youth to one adult. Girl Scouts is a few youth to an adult, but it's the same mix. I mean, it's that adult caring person who can mentor and help and train and answer questions and is there for you. With Girl Scouts, we have programming and their skills and other things that go along, but the key, the secret sauce is, is the adult, is the caring adult. And so it is with big brothers, big sisters. So from a culture standpoint, there, there wasn't really that big of a difference right? We, we both want the same thing. We both are headed for the same, in the same direction. We want our youth to be vibrant adults, well-adjusted, and, you know, great citizens. And we want them to be able to participate in all aspects of, of life. That's where Girl Scouts is key, and that's where Big Brothers Big Sisters is key as well. I mentioned earlier about just the importance of what's happening in our world, right? And what we're seeing uh, that in so many communities that have have been marginalized uh, over years in our country and the pandemic has done nothing but exasperated that. Right. And we've seen uh, whether it's, you know, a a lot of 
the conversation and the headlines around social justice, around what the violence and, and hate that's been distributed to so many communities around our country and around our world. This is the time where you need organizations like ours, right? And this is our responsibility and the empowerment. And, and what I know about Big Brothers, Big Sisters and, and why it's so important in the connection with, with Girl Scouts is that we were founded as an alternative innovation to the juvenile justice system, right? The idea of focusing on what we call JEDI, justice, equity, diversity, and inclusion, youth empowerment, is not something in terms of responding to today, right? It makes us more relevant to what the story and some of the headlines that are happening. But we, this has been our DNA. This is who we are. And so when we when we come to the table and, and why I felt like it was so important for us to come to the table with an organization like Girl Scouts is one is the person that you that were that's on this 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 podcast with me right now in Judith. She represents that. She represents that journey, that same journey that, that, that I've been walking as a leader and in our organization. Our organizations represent that in the kids we serve, in the communities that we serve, that are often marginalized. And from a, a value perspective, I wouldn't say it sharpened our cultures. Our cultures are already there, right? What it does, though, is it does put a sharpening edge on the sense of what the tasks we have to accomplish and the challenges that, are, that we're facing and why it's so important for us to be laser focused on how our partnership drives at what Judith described earlier in terms of the customization to meet communities, to ensure that we're empowering our staff and our volunteers with the right resources. And that most importantly, that we're giving and empowering young people to find their voice and to lead and to be change agents in their communities that, that affect their lives, but also affect the surroundings that, that they live in and to be able to change that in positive ways. We'll be right back. Hey, friends. Thanks so much for listening to the Nonprofit Leadership Podcast. If this is your first time listening to us, I want to make sure you're aware of a whole group of other episodes with fascinating guests that I previously interviewed. Just go to our website, nonprofitleadershippodcast.org. There you'll find numerous interviews of nonprofit leaders from all over the country and even from different countries, all trying to make their world better. I also want to encourage you to like, subscribe, and share this podcast with others. This will help us get this great content out to more nonprofit leaders just like you. Now, finally, if you want to get my monthly email update that contains more resources in addition to these episodes, it's really easy. Just go to my website at nonprofitleadershippodcast.org and simply type your email address in the top right-hand box, and you'll be added to our monthly email update. And this way, you'll never miss any of the interviews or extra content from this show. If you have any questions or comments, do not hesitate to email me. Thanks again for listening. Now back to the show. You know, you said something interesting there. We said several things that were interesting, but I think a lot of people do not know, maybe don't remember how both of these organizations got started in the first place. And you mentioned they had an interesting start. So maybe just real quick, high level, how did they get started? What was the original purpose for both these organizations? Yeah, we were, we were started in, in New York City and, and we were started by a court clerk, right? So when, when I mentioned over 100 years ago, 117 years ago, we were founded as an alternative to the juvenile justice system, right? It's because kids were going through the justice system. They were that we aimed, we targeted the kids who were, that's delinquents, right? Quote unquote delinquents were the problem kids, the kids in street crimes. Now at the time, most of those kids were immigrants, but they were immigrants coming over from Europe, right? 
And those are the kids who were being served at the time. And you fast forward 100 years, there's a lot of similarities about what's going on, right, in our country and what the, 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 the need and necessity that we still face kids in our country who are marginalized and still have those same challenges in the turn of the 20th century. We still have kids who are immigrating this country. They may be coming or being microscope that's from a different area in our, in our world, but it's still the same description about what's happening. And, and that's why it's so relevant and so important for what we even started and the why and the purpose around youth equity and empowerment. That's our DNA. That's who we're about. And that's why even the day that we're more focused on that work and the work through mentorship and the positive relationships, because that's how we scaled and we grew, because they said the idea was if you can give kids access to positive relationships and connections, you can help change their lives and they can help change the community. Well, I'm so glad you gave that little bit of history because I have a feeling a lot of my listeners did not know that. And I think in light of all that's going on today in our world, uh, how interesting that this is how the organization started so many years ago. And yet you still have that same spirit and DNA of what you're trying to do, particularly when it comes to Jedi work. And Judith, yeah, real quick, Girl Scouts, uh, just give us a quick reminder again of how it got started and why it got started. So Girl Scouts was founded in the U.S. by Julia Gordon-Lowe. She had made a trip to the U.K. and had met Olive Baden Powell, who started Boy Scouts. And she was of the opinion that what men could do, girls could do. And so when she got back to Savannah, she started a Girl Scout troop and it grew quickly and it grew across all socioeconomic strata as well as all racial backgrounds. Most people don't know that, but Girl Scouts have been integrated almost from the beginning. And this was before women got the vote. It was, you know, in the early 1900s. And it was, one, for women to have a voice, but and for girls to have a voice, but two, for girls to change the community. When Girl Scouts first started, they were, you know, they, they had soup kitchens. They were doing things in the community that the community needed. They did babysitting. They did first aid. And we still are a service organization in a large part. We teach our girls that they can have impact in their community and encourage them to do that at many different levels all throughout their Girl Scout career. That's basically how we started. We've grown. Our purpose hasn't changed. We still want to create girls of courage, confidence, and character. That's our our motto, but we're still relevant and we just need to reach as many girls as we can. Well, great insights from both of you. Again, thank you for being on the show and congratulations again, both of you. That's a significant thing that both of you have been the first black CEO of your respective organizations. Congratulations. That's a big deal. And thanks again for taking time to be on the show to share your insights with us. Now, for people that are listening, how can people find out a little bit more about you and your respective organizations? So for Girl Scouts, we have a great website, girlscouts.org. Everything is there. And If you're wondering about Girl Scout programming, there's even a space where you can try out different badges to understand what our programming is about. So girlscouts.org, great website. And for Big Brothers Big Sisters, you just go to bbbs.org. Again, that's bbbs.org. And you can find a local agency. You can put in your zip code. You can find a local agency that's, that's nearest you, as well as find resources on mentoring and how you can support and how you can help. For those who are interested in getting connected with me, LinkedIn is, is the best source. So you can find me at, at Artist Stevens at LinkedIn. Would, would love to connect and learn more and, and share more about our story and the work that we're doing. And I too am on LinkedIn. 
both of them excellent. Well, again, both of you, uh, Judith and Artis, thank you for taking time and giving us your leadership insights. And thanks for all you do to really make a huge impact across our country. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, friends. Well, I wanted you to know that this podcast can be found on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon, Google Podcasts, and wherever you listen to other podcasts. I also want to encourage you to like, subscribe, and share this podcast with others. This will actually help us get this great content out to more nonprofit leaders just like you. You can also join the Nonprofit Leadership Podcast community. Find other resources and interviews of past guests all on my website, nonprofitleadershippodcast.org. Well, thanks again for listening. And until next time, keep making your world better.